Are you ready? Welcome to Radio Grognard, King Size, the OSR podcast with more stuff. With your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It's a nice day. Okay, do we really need that stat? That's the question. And we'll try and answer it after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I've been thinking there are games. Now, okay, stats. Stats in a game. Character stats, NPC stats, monsters, whatever. Okay, I'm just taking it from the the uh, PC and PC side of it. Monsters, it's a whole other ball of wax. But most games have stats. Some of them don't. Some of them have stats in an interesting way. But I'm gonna I'm gonna deal with the regular old six stats right now from you know class and level games like D and D. And there will be times when GMs think that hmm. This thing that the characters are doing is being done on a consistent basis, or every time, not every time, but on a consistent basis enough where I feel I should have to add a stat. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just you got to keep a few things in mind. Now, we're talking now, since I'm talking about the six stats here, some, some games have added stuff like that. I mean, and some of them is the hallmark of the game. I mean, what would Call of Cthulhu be without a sanity check, without a sanity stat? You know, that's that's kind of the whole thing. Personally, I don't really a set. I'll make Call of Cthulhu is an exception to me, but I really don't like sanity checks in any other games. I would rather. I mean, you can call it a fear check, and I do like fear checks because fear checks is it's more than just you know, you lose a little bit of your mind, you get maybe a phobia or a philia or something like that. It's more than that. I mean, we're talking action here. I mean, you know, sanity can be that way too, but I like the old-fashioned fear check in in D&D, AD&D, all that kind of stuff because it's it's like shock with action behind it. I've had see, I've seen so many player characters fail their fear checks, and just go running away for so many rounds. And it's it's just, it's wonderful. I love it. Um, my friend, full-on gamer, he has a system where if you do fail a fear check and you get scared, and if you're in a dungeon and you start running, he doesn't even let you, he doesn't even let you know where you're going. He'll just say, okay, left rider, keep keep going. Okay, keep going. Left rider, keep going. Left. Okay. And he'll do this for like when your turn comes up for like however many rounds it is, say two rounds, three rounds. You maybe end up in inside a, a part of a dungeon you've never been. You might run into a trap, you might fall into a pit or whatever. You can't help it. You're scared. You want out. 
So that's why I like the fear checks. And uh, I mean, I yeah, you can play it that way and call it Cthulhu with the sanity checks. But I'm just saying, uh, as gen in general terms, this is why I like it. And you know, you got to think about adding a stat to a game because you know it, it may it may unbalance it. I never know. It never really does. The only stat I have I have uh, added in my games is the perception stat. Because I am from I am from the old school champions. I played twelve years in champions, and they have a perception stat, a perception check. And I like that, and so I managed to adapt it into my most of my games, most of my fantasy games, the D types or the clones, and they all know like whether we're playing Hyperborea or Swords and Wizardry or whatever. I'm going to give them a perception check. And what my perception check is, is I say, take your wisdom. Uh, it's the average of your wisdom intelligence. I take your intelligence, take your wisdom, add them together, divide by two. That's your perception check. Some people use intelligence checks and things like that. But I like having perception a little separate from it. Okay, that's one of the things I want to talk about. Do you really need that stat? Is there some other thing in that game that you could use instead of that? I mean, that goes back to like, you know, they're talking about in Champions, creating new powers for supers. First thing you do is look at the powers that are there first. Can you adapt something from there? Or maybe there's something that already covers it. You know, why reinvent the wheel? And so it's the same thing with, with fantasy. I mean, is there a skill that comes covers this if there's skills in the, in the game? Is there a special ability of the class that covers this? I mean, you know, you got thieves with all these thieving skills. And so you got to think about that. Do you really need the stat? And if you do decide, yes, I really need the stat, how are you going to implement it? How are you going to implement it in a way that kind of, you got to kind of fold it into the game. You got to integrate it into the game. It can't be, I, I really don't like, I mean, this, this, this sounds a little hypocritical. I don't know, but I really don't like games with, subsystems for everything. This is why I don't like Palladium. Because there seems to be a subsystem for everything. Um, I'm thinking mainly of Heroes Unlimited, their supers game, because like every single super has a separate a separate system. And whatever powers they have, that that drive me crazy. As a GM, that would drive me crazy. So you've got to figure out a way to integrate it into your game without making it, okay, we got to stop everything and do this. Remember the old... Remember Cyberpunk? Remember the old, you know, the net runners would do a net run inside the computer and the whole game will stop while he was doing it with the GM. And I think they fixed that in later editions or worked on how to do it. You can do it, you know, and integrate it into whatever the characters are doing, like the encounters or whatever. But that's a way to... You, you can't stop the game just to do that. So you've got to be able to integrate it into that, into, into your game. You know, don't make it stand out. Okay, those are, those are the two things, basically. Do you already have something that covers it? And if you do, if you don't, how do you integrate it into the system? Uh, seamless. You should make it as seamless as possible. Because 
you know, you there's also if you try something new like that and it doesn't work after a few sessions, get rid of it. If it slows the game, yeah, that's the third thing. Does it slow the game down? You know, is it slow the game? Like I was talking about the Netrunners, does it slow the game down? You don't want that. You want something where you can go boom, boom, boom. Um, you know, like I, I'm thinking of certain encounters like say character wants to, they're in a tavern or a, or a, Fest hall or whatever, and they want to they want to get in the poker game or gamble. How are you going to handle that? That's a subsystem right there. If you make it, if you make it like that, to me it would just come down to a roll or two on your stats. Um, also, um, where were you going to put this stat? I mean, is it part of the six or is it something else? You know where I I thought this was brilliant. Uh, Mark Hunt, who redid. Gangbusters. And one of the things in Gangbusters was a driving stat, the original one. And what he did, he made it a saving throw. And I thought, that's great. That's great. Because if they're doing a chase, the driver, every I, I make it every every round. The first thing that happens, if they're doing a chase, they're the first thing that happens is the driver makes a driving roll. And driving save. And if, you know, if he makes it, fine. If not, something happens. Does he lose control of the car? Does he, does it slow down? Does he slow down? Is there something in his way? You know, I do, I do hazards all the time. I usually have a D10, a D10 uh, table where it's like he, he, uh, he messes up his driving roll. Oh no, roll. Oh, there's a fruit cart in front of him. Roll. There's a traffic jam. You got to get around it. Roll. You get my point. So I thought you can add stuff as saving throws. In fact, I would recommend that because that doesn't interfere with the game so much. Uh, hardly at all. Uh, putting another regular stat in there might, but having an extra saving throw, no big deal, really, because saving throws don't happen all the time. Stat rolls happen a lot more. So think about that next time. Next time you think about, you know, adding a stat to the game. One thing I am thinking of adding is an, an insight roll, maybe an insight save. I got this idea, and I've discussed this before in another episode. One of my, one of the, one of my favorite animated movies in there is uh, one that went straight to video, which was uh, Disney's Mickey, Donald, Goofy, The Three Musketeers. And there's one part of the movie where the bad guys are in a tower and they're menacing whoever, and Goofy jumps out the window and all these things, and he didn't on he didn't do it on purpose. He fell out the window and all these things happen. He gets bounced over here and he, you know, a, a mule kicks him up here and he goes right into the and he goes right into the other window of the tower and like tackles or knocks out the bad guys. And so later on in the movie, there's a similar situation with Princess Minnie and, you know, so what he does is he thinks, he goes, wait a minute. And he jumps out, he jumps out the window. And everything happens that happened before. And he gets the, he knocks out the bad guys. And it's like, yeah, I like that. 
this is kind of, it, it's goofy. It, it, this is kind of fun. So I'm thinking of making like an insight role, or I could use an intelligence role, wisdom. It could be, once again, it could be perception. And I'm thinking of making the rule of, if you've done something in the past that has worked and worked well, you know, I have to refine this a little. I will let you, and you make that roll. I'm going to let you do the exact same thing. You don't have to roll it. It happens. Because it's it's like, it actually, it's like a dumb luck roll, really. You know, so I just find that kind of fascinating. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about. So remember that next time, you know, you're thinking of, of adding a stat or something like that. Anyway, I got to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognardgmail.com or drop a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized. So as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program. I would thank you. For single donations, my Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognard or my PayPal tip jar, paypal.me slash oldmangrognard. Let me thank these guys who do give to me monthly. Juan Carlos Llewellyn, Gilbert Soares, and Benjamin Brodell. Thank you very much, guys. I hope I meet you guys. So, I mean, aside from Carl, Juan Carlos, I see him like we, I hear, talk to him weekly. But the other two, I hope to see you at uh, North Texas sometime. Anyway, uh, other good podcasts. Dan Gregg's The Young, Young, Y-U-N-G, Young Grognarn Podcast. Kevin at the Red Caps Podcast. Daniel Norton's Bandits Key Podcast. Randy and Joe's Biggest Geekest Podcast. Big John Allen Larges the Red Dice Diaries. And my friend Eric Tankar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. You got questions? You got comments? Send them to oldmangrognarn at gmail.com. Tune in next time when Radio Grognard King Size is on the air. <laughs> <laughs>